0: North Carolina Democratic Governor Roy Cooper, my good friend Ray, vetoed a sweeping elections bill yesterday, setting up another showdown with Republican lawmakers. Senate Bill 747 would get rid of the current three-day grace period for mail-in ballots postmarked by Election Day. This is awful. How will I ever vote? How can I vote if I can't do it last minute and have it count like three days after the election's over? I am being suppressed. We will also move the acceptance deadline from the current Friday after an election to election day itself. How am I supposed to vote if I can't mail it in that day? It would also allow more partisan poll observers at voting locations. And we're going to be here a long time because this is a pretty big reform bill. There's a lot of, lot of different aspects to it. WRAL, which we can always count on to tell us what the regime would like us to know, says Cooper said that Republicans really do not want you to vote. I actually have his uh his stupid video here. well, I have the audio of the video. I watched it so you don't have to man this I cannot be done with this guy soon enough. just everything about his delivery it it just grates on my nerves <laughs> i really i I have zero tolerance okay that's not true I have like on a scale of like one to coexist bumper sticker i'm i'm probably like a two on the tolerance level you know i or on the scale rather i think um it's the it's the fake whispering thing i know i've talked about this before i cannot stand it when i don't like it when joe does it joe biden i didn't like it when obama did it i don't like it when anybody does it. when people affect they, they they adopt this affectation this I'm going to say something, and I really want to make it sound like I care. And so they do that whispery, raspy voice thing. Oh, I hate it. Man, I really hate it. See, it's not natural. There are very, very few people that that would actually sound natural from, and I'm not, I've not heard any of them. Let me see here. I'm trying to think of some actors, maybe. Marlon Brando, it works. Who else? Jim Caviezel in Person of Interest or, like, everything he does. He's a very soft-spoken kind of guy. Tom Berenger, I think he probably works. He's pretty good with the whispery, raspy voice thing. Anyway, here's my good friend Ray. Right now,
1: legislative Republicans in North Carolina are pushing an all-out assault on the right to vote. Using the advice of Trump's hand-picked election denier, Cleta Mitchell who was on the call trying to help him overturn the election in Georgia.
0: Okay, so that's actually a lie. What he just said is a lie. They did not use Cleta Mitchell as some expert to draw up this bill. She did join a call that was held, but the bill was already done, and they did not solicit any advice from her. She apparently was like given access to a conference call, but that's it. So that's a lie. Your governor is lying to you about how this bill was crafted. The bill was crafted before that call. And it doesn't really matter if she was on another call with Trump on the famous, you know, call, whatever that he had. I think that was the one with the Georgia people, whatever. But it, it wouldn't even matter. What matters is what she said. And you notice he doesn't ever tell you what she said on that call. Because as far as I can tell, she didn't say anything on the call about the bill. She didn't offer advice on what they should put in or take out or anything like that. I've seen no reports that corroborate this lie. So your governor is lying to you. He's gaslighting. So just keep that in mind as we listen to the entirety of his statement that he issued right before he did the veto which, by the way, was his official veto statement, was a little bit watered down because, see, that goes into the, the, that goes into the record. This is just a, a, a Twitter video he put out. This
1: attack has nothing to do with election security and everything to do with keeping and gaining power. If you're a young person, Republicans really don't want you to vote.
0: That's not true. If you vote conservative Republican, they definitely want you to vote. See, this is the stupidity of this statement. Do you think the Republicans want young conservatives not voting? How asinine. Again, he's lying to you. He thinks you're stupid.
1: If you're a college student away from home, Republicans really don't want you to vote.
0: That is also a lie. If uh, If you listen to what Republicans have been arguing over the course of the last, oh, I don't know, decade, is they would like the voting to be tied to residency. And because college students end up going to school in places where they don't legally reside, right? Because a residence in North Carolina, at least, according to the law, is a place in which you return, uh, intend to return. This is why they couldn't bust Mark Meadows on the place out in Western North Carolina. Because the law is so vague about residency. But it says, where do you intend to live? Where do you intend to return? And if the kids are going, if the college kids keep going back, home to mommy and daddy's house every break or every weekend. And when they graduate, they go back. Should they be voting in the town where the college is? And here's the other thing. If you're not checking to make sure that they're voting only in the college town or the place from which they came, right? Their residence. See, here's the thing. If I like, I qualified for an in-state scholarship at Winthrop University. When I went to school there I paid in-state rates and uh I had to keep a minimum GPA. I fell below that GPA by like 0. 0.02. And so I lost in like the third year. I lost the it was a very fun third year, don't get me wrong. But the it, the I lost that that in-state uh waiver. And so, but by that point, I was living in South Carolina. Well, I had to prove that I was actually a resident. See, there's the key, right? If you can't qualify for in-state tuition, then why should you qualify to vote? Because in-state tuition says you reside there. And if you're still on your parents' taxes, you're a dependent, if you're still, you know, claimed by them on taxes, but you're also still living at their home, then should you be voting in a place that you can't legally qualify as a resident? That's not a Republican question. Because the vote is going to go no matter whether the kid votes at the college or they vote at the parents' house, their residence, it still should just be one vote. That's the point. And there is a question about whether college students who are there temporarily, right, should be able to affect elections in that local town and state when they don't intend to stay and they're not legal residents. Again, this is not a Republican or Democrat issue. It is only made one because Democrats use it in order to motivate college students to go vote against the Republicans because they don't want you to vote. No, we just want you to, I'm not Republican, but we just want you to vote in one place. And we want that to be verified. If you would like to vote in the place where you're attending college, then you should be a resident. Because I'm not sure if folks are aware of this or not, so let me just say it. Our system of elections is based on residency. Did you know that? It's true. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, with apportionment and the census and everything... It's all, all of the seats are, de, are allocated based on population, which is what? residents. It's all tied to how many people live there. That's how many congressional seats we get. It's where people are redistricted into the city council races or school board races. It's all based on residency. But you want us to blind ourselves to people who just show up temporarily and there's no verification as to whether they're voting back in their their declared place of residency, right?
1: If you're black or brown, Republicans really don't want you to vote.
0: Oh, there you go. The race card, of course. My good friend Ray's got to play the race card. I mean, it's right there in his name. Ray, it's half a race, right? So there you go. Of course, he's going to play that card. This is, all this is, is demagoguery. This is all it is. Because at the heart of this is making sure elections are well-administered that you have rules in place that that attempt to limit the potential for fraud and abuse but also to change the makeup of the state board of elections so it's not under Roy Cooper's control but he doesn't want to say that last part cuz that makes it sound like he's in it for the power and you can't he, he can't say that so he's got to make it into this racial ageist agile agile well, of Okay. If it's racial, would it be agile? Okay. Racist or ageist kind of a thing. He has to make that kind of an argument because he can't just come out and say, I want to control the boards of elections. So our people are in charge. Democrats are in charge. Because that's how it's set up right now. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturet organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturetts own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out I will re-rack the audio from my good friend Ray I think he's the governor I should know it's only fair to listen to his entire comments in their entirety and then we'll drag him after that all right Uh, but so let's let's reset right before he vetoes the election bill the Senate bill 747 election reform bill uh, he put out this video statement and here is what uh, the demagoguer in chief said
1: right now Legislative Republicans in North Carolina are pushing an all-out assault on the right to vote. Why? Using the advice of Trump's hand-picked election denier, Cleta Mitchell. Aye. Who was on the call trying to help him overturn the election in Georgia. This attack has nothing to do with election security and Aye. everything to do with keeping and gaining power. If you're a young person, Republicans really don't want you to vote. Why? If you're a college student away from home, Republicans really don't want you to vote. If you're black or brown, Republicans really don't want you to vote. They've done their research and they know when and how you vote. And they know you aren't as likely to vote for them. They know that you can change the outcome of elections. So they're making it harder for you to vote,
0: hoping that you won't bother. There was was harder for you to... That that raspy, whispery thing he does. Unfortunately,
1: these schemes aren't new in North Carolina, and we've stopped many of them before. Only this time, Republicans are armed with a one-vote legislative supermajority and a court system stacked with partisan judges who've already turned the justice system upside down with two unprecedented election cases decided for republicans
0: by the way the uh, the unprecedented nature of the novel rulings and activist uh, opinions that, that came when the democrats were in control but that wasn't a packed court stacked court activist court partisan court no no see when Dem- it's different when democrats do it when they have control that's a fair court those are fair judges don't you
1: see Here's just some of what Republicans want to do in Senate Bills 747 and 749. They know that younger and non-white voters tend to vote more by absentee ballot or by early voting. So they shortened the time your absentee votes can arrive
0: and still count. And They did that so we don't have days after the election where nobody knows what the outcome is. And by the way, this is just a reversion to where the law used to be. The law got changed, I think, like 10 years ago or something. The law got changed, maybe 15 at this point. The law got changed, and now they're changing it back. You used to have to submit your absentee ballot by Election Day. You used to have to be there, which makes sense. So this way, I don't know, call me crazy, but it could get counted on Election Day. This is not subterfuge.
1: They made it easier to throw them out. They know Democrats often win the early vote by large margins, so they want to restrict it. Senate Bill 749 gives legislative Republicans more power to influence how elections are run.
0: That's the, that, that gets to the appointments of the state board of election. But again, he can't say that. He doesn't say he wants to keep stacking or packing the boards of election. He can't say that because that makes it sound like, you know, he's not for the democracy. No, he's got to he's got to say that Republicans are trying to take control of it from you. They're trying to make it an even split on the boards of election. Even split between Democrats and Republicans. So
1: they've created a setup. That's a surefire bet to reduce the number of places you can vote early in your county. It could end up being only
0: one voting place. That is that is, if you cannot agree. If the boards cannot agree, this is how you end up with the singular site. So there, every county would have a singular site, and then the board of elections would say, okay, we want these different places set up too. And if you try to rig it, Right, if one side is trying to rig it so only the election sites are available in parts of town that they control, you don't get to do that because the board of elections members would be able to block you, and then you all, you only have one site. But there is actually an appeal process there. He doesn't say any of that either. Oh man, see, I said I was going to let him do the whole thing, and here I am and just interrupting him again. I, mean, I can't help it. The guy just lies. consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor there really is something for everyone at old grouch's military surplus in beautiful downtown clyde and online at oldgrouch.com um all right so let's get to the rest of my good friend ray's comments here um there's only like about a minute left of his uh like three minute video he just kind of walks up and starts talking to the camera And he's like, I'm going to veto all these election integrity measures because I get to control the elections, not you. Think about how long those lines will be. Okay. sorry.
1: They also want to intimidate you by stacking the polling place with Republican poll observers who will be watching you vote and can hear your conversations with election officials.
0: (gasps) Wait, don't Democrats get to do it, too? Yes, they do, actually. This occurs right now. Yeah, uh, observers are allowed at all the polling places. See, the problem is what the law is attempting to address is that uh, you've got precincts where there, like, aren't any Republicans. And there are also precincts where there aren't any Democrats. And so the law says you got to be from the precinct. And so what the Republicans want to do is say, well, no, you just got to be from the county. So this way you can disperse around the county into different precincts and by the way the whole point of that is for not intimidation but for integrity integrity the whole point is to make sure that people aren't voting a lot right committing fraud that's why you're there that's that's the whole point of observing like or, or what are, you, are we just supposed to be on like an honor system oh okay sure you know what let's just not have any observers why even have Precinct judges, why, like, why administer it all uh, in person at all? Just have it all online. No, no, even you don't even need to log in. Just you know, go to a website, vote like a Twitter poll or something or a Facebook poll, and you just get to vote for your preferred candidate. you can vote as many times as you want. Honor system and all being what it is,
1: many of them will be election-denying conspiracy believers, like trying Clinton. to disrupt the process. And prevent certain people from voting and if that's not enough
0: there's that fake laugh (laughs) he's just so fake everything about his delivery it was the same way during the covid pandemic i do not understand why people listen to this man he's so condescending
1: they want contested election results to be decided by partisan judges or by republican legislators themselves Now that's dangerous. Today, I'm vetoing Senate Bill 747, and I'll veto 749 when I get it. Tell your state legislators to oppose them. Tell them to uphold the governor's veto. If you commit to call, write, text, or visit your legislators and work to hold them accountable in the next election, you'll make a difference. The fight to protect democracy in North Carolina must be won, but we need your help to do it. Thanks so much.
0: All right. A reminder, whenever you hear Democrats say our democracy, what they really mean is the Democratic Party. That's what they're talking about. Democracy is Democrat Party. When you when you remember that helpful little swap out, uh, all of their rhetoric makes sense. So here's a a response from Senator Warren Daniel, Republican from Burke. He is the chairman of the Senate Redistricting and Elections Committee. And he says, quote, when North Carolina voters vote, democracy wins. That's why we are creating a secure election system that makes it easy to vote and protects election integrity. But Governor Cooper wants his hand-picked partisans running our elections, and he apparently feels threatened by North Carolinians observing what happens in their polling places. North Carolina is not a third-world dictatorship, no matter how hard Governor Cooper tries to make it one. We have an open democracy. By overriding this veto, we'll guarantee every citizen's right to vote with confidence in the security of our elections. The press statement goes on to say that according to the National Conference of State Legislatures, 30 other states have an absentee ballot acceptance deadline on or before Election Day. Polling shows that North Carolinians support making Election Day the deadline for accepting mail-in ballots by a two-to-one margin. But for some reason, we're supposed to believe that if we don't have an extra window of time, three days, five days, 10 days, whatever. If we don't allow the counting of the ballots to keep going after Election Day, these absentee ballots that keep, arriving, oh, but Pete, they've got a postmark on. it. Yeah. You know what happened the last time there was a fight over the, the ballot counting? You know what happened last time? The attorneys for Sherry Beasley tried to argue that ballots that didn't even have a postmark should have been counted. That's how Democrats play this game. They argued while counting the absentee ballots that had arrived days after election day, they said, well, obviously the, the ballot had to have been mailed before election day because it arrived here. You know, it came in the day after the election. So therefore it had to have been dropped into the mailbox before election day. It came two days after, so it had to have been dropped in the mailbox before Election Day. Hello, Jack. Welcome to the program. What's going on, Jack?
2: Hey, hey buddy. How you doing? Hey, How's your day going? I'm all
0: right. What's going on?
2: Hey, man, I was just going to say, don't you realize that when you insult the governor the way you just have a minute ago, like you said, you don't know why people listen to him? Yeah. This is a, He's a he's a two-term incumbent governor. True. So, so when you insult him, you're insulting the people of North Carolina.
0: I'm insulting the people that voted for him.
2: Absolutely. Okay. And the, and the majority, and the majority of the voters have voted for him twice.
0: Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that the was that the extent of your point?
2: Pretty much, pretty much. Because I'm just sitting here saying, you know, you're insulting the people of North Carolina. You can say, you Jack. Him.
0: Jack, you, you can say that. Time. Hang on, Jack. You can say that as many times as you want. I'm still it, it doesn't change. I agreed with you. I, I, I don't I said I don't understand why people allow themselves to be condescended to by this guy. I don't understand why people do that. Now, if you want to take that as an insult to every single person that voted for him. OK, so what's the point of that? Am, am I supposed to not criticize the governor because people voted for him?
2: You didn't let me finish. I said my point is that uh, you're a public radio show, and I just think it's insulting as a voter, and I voted for him twice. Okay. And I hear you say over and over again, it's, it's, it's another one of the things you do. Mm-hmm. You, He's one of your your, your your regulars here, and you insult him every, all the time. True. And, and, and I don't think that everything that he said in that speech, I may not agree with it all, but everything he said was not wrong.
0: I, I pointed out the things that he lied about. I thought I did. I, I was going through, saying that's a lie and that was a lie. I highlighted the things that he that he said that were demagogic and lies. Yeah.
2: yeah. But but and also, and I'll say this my last thing, and I'll, I'll let you go, man. But when when we talk about election integrity, I mean election integrity, we've been debating this for years. I'm 68 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my, my father didn't get the vote to his first election until 1967 when he registered. So if you want to hear about voter integrity and rigged elections and, 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 and keeping people from voting, you know, talk to an older black man, you know, who's in his 80s or 90s and, and let them tell you about how this is always, you know, voter integrity has always been a challenge in this country. And we've been debating this for years, man, and we still can't seem to get it right or to the satisfaction of most of the people. I mean, we complain too much. I mean, we've got a great, great system. And uh, we just got to stop complaining all the time, man, because
0: there are a lot of people. No, I disagree. I disagree. I'm going to keep complaining about uh, about elections that are not short up for the very reasons that you just cited. I agree that election uh, the elections have been conducted in less than fair ways, particularly targeting different demographics over the course of uh, American history. But all anytime, any society, this has always been the case. That's why it requires constant vigilance. And I agree with you. Yes, the people in power, Democrats, I might add, for a century and a half, they were the ones who did the Jim Crow laws. They were the ones that passed all of the vote uh, vote suppression laws. I agree with you. That's why I complain. It's specifically why I complain about this stuff. So I appreciate the call. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not going to stop insulting the governor. So (laughs) Uh, but thanks for the call. Let me go over here to Keith. Hello, Keith. I have about 30 seconds
2: hey how you doing
0: good what's up you
2: did that played his thing and then point by point pointed out the hypocrisy and bait for morons was exactly the way you're supposed to do it i gotta tell you man i was so disappointed when limbaugh died and he was gone and i didn't know what was going to happen on the noon to three thing and they said it was you and i remembered you and i thought oh no (laughs) I love listening to you when I listen every day.
0: <laughs> and and uh, I assume your opinion has not changed at all. So I.
2: <laughs> no
0: man, you're great. I enjoy it. I appreciate that, Keith. I enjoy the humor, and I enjoy the study you obviously put into stuff. Well, I try, because otherwise I get callers like Jack, and he'll try to he'll try to get me on something. You know, you can't you you can't be unprepared in this game, Keith. I do appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Uh, I'm not going to have time to get to everybody else, but uh, I do wish everyone to have a fantastic weekend. I know I'm going to try. We'll touch base on Monday and see how it goes. Oh, and there's one other thing. Hang on. Two
3: six-packs of Shiner. 99 cent butane lighter. Lucky strikes and a fifth of Patron. Ice down at Igloo cool. I guess that ought to do her. I can feel a good one coming on Throw in Ray Wiley Hubbard Sing along to Redneck Mother Any blues I had before are gone Another working week is over No chance can feel a good one coming
0: on. So apparently there was a massive power outage up in New Jersey. No, it, people didn't shoot at some Transformers. No, apparently a fish knocked out the power. A fish on a Transformer. Three
3: blondes in a ragtop Mustang Followed us down to the lake And didn't have to think about that too long Skinny dipping in the bright moonlight Situation couldn't be more right I can feel a good one coming on Yeah, we gonna roll all night We gonna get the feeling right We gonna keep this party rocking Till the break of dawn Yeah, I can feel a good one Feel like a good one I can feel a good
0: one Bayerville, New Jersey Police say the power company workers found a fish on the Transformer. They posted it Facebook. They're asking their readers to remember the fish as the victim in a senseless death. They named him Gilligan. He was a hardworking family man, father to thousands. They say fish are not on the list of frequent offenders. They think it was probably dropped by a bird, which that does make sense. All right, I'll see you on Monday. Y'all don't break anything while I'm gone. Until the break of dawn